What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. What's up, Lady Ballers? Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, Amina Ekic. Amina went to the University of Louisville and was named ACC Offensive Player of the Year. She had 29 career goals and 19 assists there, and she only played nine games her senior year due to COVID, so that's pretty impressive. She was picked fifth overall in the NWSL draft this year and chosen for Louisville FC, which is pretty cool because she gets to play for her college cities and her hometown. And she's actually the first player from her college to ever be selected in the first round of the draft. We love speaking with her. She's so humble, so down to earth, and so passionate about the game. All right, Lady Ballers, enjoy. Lady Ballers, before we introduce this week's guest, we need to tell you about Curex Clepro insoles. The three of us have been wearing them the past six months in our cleats, and we can't even begin to tell you what a difference is made for each of our very different feet. I have plantar fasciitis and cleats typically kill my feet, but Curex insoles have helped reduce plantar pressure for me. And I get all in my head if I feel like I'm not well grounded in my shoes and I'm always slipping on the inside of my cleats, but the Curex insoles have helped kept my feet in place during games and it is such a game changer for me. And I always feel like my feet are achy after playing, but since using Curex, my feet are still feeling good even after two hours of training. Check them out for yourself at Curex.us or use the link in our bio. We promise you, your feet will thank you. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We are good. Excited. I'm big fans. It's, I'm so excited to meet you guys. Oh, thank you. We're a big fan of you. So congrats on everything. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're, we're just like so excited for you um, with the drafts and everything. Can you tell us like that whole process? Um, did COVID have an effect on whether you were going to go into the draft? Did, was it hard to decide if you were going to do that? Can you kind of just give us like a background on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I guess I'll start at the beginning of my senior year because we were in junior year spring for me. So practices got cut off and then we were kind of just like through Zoom calls, working with our strength coaches, our coaches, watching like two hour film Zoom calls, which was kind of downside to that. But um, I actually was given the opportunity to redshirt before the COVID redshirt became available. So I was like, that was always on my mind. Like, I don't know what this year is going to look like or if I'm going to play. But the entire time I was like on track to graduate because I wanted to go to the draft. So I was like finishing up everything half a, year, half a semester early so I can like have my degree and then move on and not really worry about it. But for like fortunately we got to play our ACC in the conference so we had like eight games I think and then we got to the quarterfinals which was nice but the NCAA half is in the spring so this spring so I'm missing out on that but I made a decision to move on because I had my degree and the graduate program I would have wanted to go into the university didn't have there's like another closer university it's called Bellarmine that had like PT and athletic training stuff that I was interested in um and then the draft process was interesting I talked to a lot of coaches a lot of agents it was kind of overwhelming like so many people reaching out all the time like phone calls and then like zoom calls and some of them are like interviews like they really wanted to know me as a person like they've already done all their film and like their research but they wanted to see how I fit in in their teams and then the university put together in our like academic center a draft watch party because everything was online 
So we all came in that day and we had to be spaced out and I can only have my parents there. And that's why we were kind of far away from everyone else because of COVID protocols and they weren't like getting tested like the rest of us. Um, and yeah, they just put it on the big screen. We watched it. It was pretty exciting. And the media team helped out with like the interviews after I got drafted and like figuring that stuff out and having everything propped up for the NWSL. And yeah, it was a pretty special day. Like I'm just, I maybe even liked it more than if it was in person because I had all my friends and family there, which was pretty awesome. But it yeah, really cool. that was kind of the process. That's amazing. Yeah, and did, was, you, did you have any idea that you were going to be selected for Louisville FC or is that it was a total surprise. Wow. I, wow. I've been, like, like happy to play pro anywhere, you know, but, like, now that I get to stay home and, like, I'm around my friends and my family and I'm part of, like, the first team, like, from Louisville, that's, like, pretty special to me. It's so special. So did you always want to play pro? Yeah, ever since I was little. I actually always wanted to go to the University of Louisville. Like, that's the school I had my eyes set on. And then, I don't know, the puzzles kind of just came together, and then they had an expansion team, and it's here, and it's just crazy how it happened, literally like a fairy tale. It was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> and Did who, you have – Sorry, go ahead, Carly. Well, I was just going to talk about when you were growing up and you wanted to play pro, was there a certain role model or, or person that you looked up to on the professional teams? Um, Growing up, I really liked – Ronaldinho I liked watching him as a kid um and Messi a lot because I could kind of relate to him like being left-footed and kind of being smaller than most people but on the women's side I really like like Megan Rapino and uh Mia Hamm and like I've been referred to like relate to Christine Lilly a lot oh really yeah. I, think, I, I feel like you kind of even look a little bit alike you I was gonna that? say that yeah just like a little yeah I, I we love her that one so I kind of did my research because I never really grew up watching her play because I was like younger mm-hmm. I think she retired before I was like old enough to really understand but yeah kind of just like the whole national team is they're like great role models kind of look up to all of them really love Rose Lavelle so much mm-hmm. have you been watching the team since you were young like, were you always watching games, even as, like, like a kid? Uh, while I was younger, I kind of mostly watched, like, men's soccer. My family's, like, a big soccer family. So, like, the Premier League, and we have teams, and then La Liga. Um, but, like, as I got older, especially with the World Cups and the Olympics, that's when I was, like, watching the women's national team. I think the one moment I remember when I was, like, I might have been, like, 10 or 11 years old when – Abby Wambach scored that that header on Brazil mm-hmm. and I was like going crazy in my kitchen and they because they were down and they got to move on and like that's like the one moment where I remember I'm like that's when I really focused in on women's soccer growing up oh my God, really I, rem- cool. I remember like running around my house <laughs> that goal was literally I don't know if I've ever gotten so pumped for a goal ever <laughs> ever oh my goodness that's awesome um and then so when so you knew you wanted to go to the University of Louisville what was the process in in getting there um did you look at any other schools was that it you were like I'm going did you um commit early like what can you kind of give us a breakdown on that uh yeah so I actually I committed my freshman year I think when I was like 14 so I was a freshman in high school 
Um, I did get a lot of other offers because I played with the youth national teams at the time and other coaches, but I committed early and then that's like, I knew where I wanted to go. And they had reached out after I had verbally committed, like, um, like North Carolina is an example and just like other schools. But I always wanted to come here, even though it wasn't like, it was important to me, even though it wasn't like a big school that you would think of, but I think it's grown to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And how did your college experience kind of shape you as a player? How did you grow during the years that you were there? I think that I grew a lot with like confidence and I grew a lot off the field because I came in kind of like, kind of like whenever you see a freshman, like kind of shy and nervous, but technically and like athletically, I was like always like there, but I think just like confidence wise, I think our team culture is like amazing and the coaches and the staff and the support staff, like it's like a real family. And that was probably my favorite part, but it was just like, Actually, that was the first coach Karen Ferguson days was my first female coach. So just like having her and she's like a a good role model. And she always says, like, I make strong, confident, badass women. And like, that's her thing. I love it. So like, just like, as you grow, like three or four years, like I can see how different I was from my freshman year to now, like with like talking on the team and like leadership wise and like taking care of my body, just kind of you mature through it too. What, what made you uh, sort of timid, not even on the field, but just like timid in general, that shyness was it a matter of like wanting to, to connect with teammates or was there, were, did games stress you out or give you anxiety beforehand when you were younger or were you just naturally a shy person? Yeah, I was really just kind of shy to begin with. Like, I feel like once you got to know me, like, I wasn't shy, and I was, like, kind of all over the place, but I just worked, like, you know, college helps you with your public speaking, and, like, talking in front of the team helps, because we do that all the time. We have, like, we have to share the Cardinal Creed at the beginning of the year, and then we have, like, our New Year's resolutions. We pick words, and we share those, so you're constantly, like, talking, getting comfortable, and, like, just, like, that aspect of it for me. Yeah, it's so important to have a team environment that kind of pulls that out of you, even if it's not, you know, something you're super confident in. Because when you have an environment with a coach, you know, who supports you and teammates who really want the best for you, it, it can make all the difference in, in the way that you play, right? Yeah, totally. Did you have any experiences in college where you failed or you like got injured or you encountered something that was really hard? And then how did you get over it? Um, so actually when I was 16, so I was a junior in high school, I tore my ACL in a club game and I was really scared after that because I was going into college and I was just, um, just like kind of on the small side, to be honest with you, like I wasn't really strong to begin with. And then this injury, like, like I didn't know much about it. And I was like, oh my God, like my career is over. Like, and then coach start, like called me immediately and I was, yeah. I was still crying. I didn't even answer the phone. I was oh, like, oh. you were like, I'm going to lose my, my verbal commitment. Yeah. Like, it's gone. I was like, I just can't today. I'll call her later. Like, I don't <laughs> know what say. Um, but that was, that was difficult to work through because I didn't have the, the college environment, the trainers and stuff. So having my, like my own physical therapy, which it kind of took longer than my other one. 
which then my freshman year in college, we played UNC. It was like the second to last game of our season. And that's where like, I think my body kind of just was like done. And I tore my left ACL. So I did my right the first time. Oh gosh. We're so sorry. It's a yeah. You are a testament to overcoming that because, like yeah. you said, that the perception with an ACL tear is it's like world ending. Yeah, you know, and we forget that like that if you take all the players now, the top level players, and see how many of them have torn an ACL and overcome it, it's incredible. Do you? Did, how did you like? Did you lose confidence, or were you scared to get back on the field after those injuries? The first time, I kind of put it in my head that it was like that's a freak accident, like that won't happen to me again because all of my friends look different than me, you know, like we have different body types. Like I'm not really like have the wide hips or like kind of like walk crooked or like, you know, like they were kind of more prone to it and they had done it. And like all my friends who played soccer, we just like look different. So I was like, Oh, like I got stuck in the turf. Like, so I was just like getting back into it. Like, I think I rolled my ankle in my first game back after my first one. (laughs) And that's like, that's when it was like, I'm fine. Like I was like, it's not my knee. I even had to wear this brace for a while. Um, it's not fun. I wore the brace yeah. and it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah. The, but it's, the second time that scared me. Yeah. That's, that's when mentally, like, especially like in the college game, because it's like faster and more aggressive than like when you're returning like with your club team. And I was like, what if this happens a third time? Like, like who knows at this point? I don't know. Like, if I'm strong enough or like if I'm like not meant to play this game or, you know, just like that kind of stuff. But like with like the right rehab and just like sticking to it and doing it like 24 mm-hmm. seven, I like got stronger than I ever was actually. Like that's what a lot of people say. You bounce back and you're better mm-hmm. than you were before your injury. Yeah. So ever since I've been pretty good. What did I, you do different from the first one and the second one? Um, like I said, the first one I was on my own because yeah. I didn't have like athletic trainers, but cause the first time I was like really like off balance and like, I didn't really build as much muscle back, but the second time I just, I looked better. Yeah. So strength is a definitely a major component, not only to your like confidence in general, but your confidence in your body and what it can withstand. And, you know, you don't want to go into tackles or anything with, with any sort of hesitation. So that's awesome that you've, you've kind of worked on that and grown. Have you, you say that you're on the smaller side of players. Do you like, like, do you feel like that makes people underestimate you and you can kind of surprise them? Like, are you like, are you feisty on the field? Like what type of player do, how do you overcome the size that you say, you know, people would say that you're on the smaller size. Yeah, I think, I think I am like underestimated a lot. I'm five, four right now. So pretty much done growing, but I was always like, and the problem was, is like, I was small, but we always played up. So, you know, the girls were like maybe like two years older than us rather than being our age group. Um, but I just, I think it forced me to work on my, like the technical side of the game. So like, and my speed because I'm fast and technical. So like when I was younger, I'd kind of just use that and avoid contact. I wouldn't mm-hmm. like run into anyone or like push mm-hmm. them over or go. I just like would do a little move, kick it past them and like go or, like get the ball in. And I just kind of like dribble to avoid, which worked out for me. But now like 
obviously I've worked on like the strength side, but like that still resonates with me. Like I'm probably going to like cut it back rather than go into a battle that I know I can't win. And it's kind of just like tactical from there. Playing to your strengths. Exactly. So how has been training during COVID? Like it's probably a little bit different than your usual training right now. Right. Yeah. I would say it was at its hardest around March, like when everything like the quarantine started just because we were excited to play soccer. And then actually my, my college was on spring break. So that week everyone had gone home anyways. So no one was here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we got the news, like you guys can't come back. Like we are in quarantine and this and that. And actually it took a while before, like we got much information because obviously no one knew what was going on. But even for the people that were here, we weren't allowed on campus. We couldn't even use the fields or anything. And it was just different because the strength coaches had to make a program for us to lift and stay strong, even though like not everyone has the equipment and gym available. So they'd come up with stuff like, we put a bunch of stuff in like a backpack and we do squats that way for people who didn't have gyms. And there was like different options for like different things to do. And we downloaded the Adidas app and that's how we kind of kept each other accountable with the running and the workouts. Cause you could always run around your neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, you didn't know if you were not doing enough or if you were doing too much, you mm-hmm. know, which was kind of the, the most, I I would say the biggest aspect for me was kind of like paranoid. Like, am I going to be out of shape or like I'd be really sore and I'm like, am I doing too much? Should I stop? But that's probably the part that I hated the most. That's such an interesting point. Yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about that. And that's so true. Like I still feel like that sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't, when you go to practice, you can clearly feel if you're keeping up or excelling or, you know, but yeah, when you have no sort of check system like that, yeah, I would, yeah. I would be like, am I in amazing shape or am I in terrible? <laughs> well, I, al- I also feel like you go from like having a structured routine with your team and then you're home all the time bored. So it's like you yeah. don't know if you're over-exercising or under-exercising depending on how much you sit on the couch. Me, I sit on the couch <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I just like, I was just, I can't believe that's something that we've never obviously yeah. experienced ourselves. Like we feel for you. And I just want you to know that obviously that that sucks. You didn't, you couldn't have your season and go back. But like there's so many people that were in your position mm-hmm. this past March. Um and so I, I know a lot of our followers actually are so nervous about getting recruited to, to college during a pandemic. Do you have any tips like on what they could do? Do you think that could help? Actually, my brother is in this position. So I'm kind of like in on the loop because actually I think the rule is because I committed my freshman year and for him, he can't talk to colleges until his junior year. September of his junior year so he's a junior now but that's been the biggest thing for him is like he can't go to ID camps he can't go on visits um I help him like send emails to different coaches but I think they're kind of getting into the flow of like going to games but the biggest thing for him is I know a lot of teams do it now but we didn't have it back in the day they buy like the cameras that we like colleges used to film practices and they can like live stream their games and or post them on YouTube and stuff like there's film for the coaches to actually watch, which is pretty neat. 
Wow. I feel There's... like that's going to change the recruiting process now yeah. moving forward. Coaches yeah. can see so many more of your games. So I guess that's a kind of a positive, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> One thing to yeah. come out of COVID. <laughs> Do you have any tips on how you were saying before, how you didn't know if you were doing too much or not enough? Like how did you figure out the balance of that? Was it just trial and error? Was it um, maybe doing different things and seeing like where you were? To be honest, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if I have figured it out. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was the soccer side of it because it just turned into lifting and running. Mm-hmm. Like I can kick the ball off the wall and like, I don't know, cause I'm an, I'm like a midfielder and I'm like, how do I work on my half turns dribbling around cones? That's kind of what the soccer part turned into because you can't really play. And we all know that like soccer fit is so much different than running oh, fit. so much so different, different. <laughs> so even when we all got back we were all like like the first like game of possession we were like we can't breathe yeah but it's totally um, different <laughs> yeah honestly what what worked for me is like I found a track and I printed out our old summer workouts and I knew like they were like really hard So I was like, if I can keep up with this and kind of have a schedule and like I'd run every day at the same time and knock it out and I take my brother with me and then we get home and then I have like a few weights in the basement. So we always like did our own lifts and then we did that and then we kind of had each other to like pass, to juggle. We actually invested in a soccer tennis net over quarantine. Nice. Nice. It's in my basement. We have like a concrete floor and that's all, that's literally all we did. All right, you got to send us a video of that. I was going to say, any <laughs> holes in the wall after that? Because I would for sure. <laughs> Are you guys love- super competitive? Oh, yeah. We yeah. go at it all the time, especially now that he's like, he's grown up, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's not always keeping up with me. I'm keeping up with him, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, we're always going back and forth. I love that you had have him as like an accountability partner because not many people do. So that is like a huge one up compared to other people who, you know, are at home and maybe they're an only child, you know? Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Thank you. What are your when do you go to preseason? Has it started yet? Um, it actually starts. It's February 1st. Is that Monday? Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. So I have- are you excited? Yeah, I'm nervous too. I'm not going to lie. I'm just, you know, the unknown, you know, I can't just after a week, I'll probably be comfortable, but like, I don't know what to expect yet. It's always those butterflies with with the unknown. And then once you're there and and you're in it, it's, I feel like it's good from there. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of like, it's just faster, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm pretty confident in like, you know, like the technical side and the tactical, like through college and stuff. But like, I'm curious to see like how quick, how faster and how much more aggressive it's going to be. Mm-hmm. What do you hope to bring? And as will be the first year of this team, what is something that you hope to bring to this team? Usually I'm a really like relaxed person off the field. Like I just love a bunch of like just shenanigans and jokes and just like kind of keep the environment lax. But that's probably it. I just like, you know, want to meet new people, make friends. Yeah. You seem like you had a really positive environment with your college team and I feel like you'll you'll carry that same type of energy to whatever team you go to next which is so important thank you I think actually uh racing Louisville is actually really invested in that side of it like the culture and the team how we get along um 
we've had like um i'm not sure what his job title is but that's kind of like his role is like to bring us together and kind of do like team bonding stuff which is like really cool and i'm excited about it it's so important it's like the it really is the game changer on any team like Mm -hmm. we've said that before like that's how you know even like less talented teams beat more talented teams when they're just a more cohesive unit and i think that's such an underrated you know, thing to have, especially when you're picking from athletes with incredible skill sets. If they don't like have chemistry and like flow together and have each other's backs, all that talent can go to waste. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm just like, like really lucky and fortunate that I had that like within my college experience. Cause I know a lot of places don't, mm-hmm. and obviously it wasn't perfect all the time. Like through the years, it like changed, like maybe we dipped and then we like brought it back up. Like we had a leadership group so we always had like everyone like on the same page and kind of just leading like within different classes and everyone just kind of got on board so it was easy we never really disagreed on anything to be honest with you and if we did it probably wasn't serious it was like so nitpicky like oh this isn't perfect like it normally is and let's fix it Mm -hmm. I love your story with going going through two ACL injuries and your recruiting. Like you knew where you wanted to go. You knew what you wanted to do. And I think it's awesome that even though schools like UNC were interested in you, you went where you thought you'd have the most successful and the best fit. And I think that's such good advice because I feel like girls are so like, I have to go to the best school in the country, but there's a ton of amazing schools and your experience might not be the best at the best school in the country. It might be, better somewhere else and you can make that team even better like it's you guys had such a successful season and I'm sure you were a huge part of that I mean you were involved in nine of the ten goals like that's insane (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like was probably the most important part for me because yeah UNC was like great but it just like I recommend like I know it's hard with COVID now but like go on visits like talk to like the teammates like the coaches stay the night like I know some schools do that and just kind of like get a feel for the environment because I know a lot of my teammates some of them are from California actually Sarah Hernandez she is like one of your biggest fans we're like always at practice or like games I swear to you like when the refs are like stretching and like stuff (laughs) look look like they're in full (laughs) pigeon lunge with the rotation and we're like like, those are our favorite videos are the referee ones that is so funny (laughs) Garth and Vargas that's what we named them I don't know if you knew they have names Uh, but um she's from California and she had a couple offers and Louisville was at the bottom and her parents actually made her go on a visit. She had nothing. I mean, she was like from, she's from California. What is she going to do in Louisville, Kentucky? Mm -hmm. But she like fell in love with the culture and like the coaches and everyone. And it just put it above everything else. And I think that's important because even though like you may think you might not like it there and like, it's different, but like, be uncomfortable and go on the visits and it'll like mm-hmm. it'll really help you get such a feeling the second you step on a campus if it's like meant for you or not it's so weird and yeah. it's so hard to explain but it's just like it could, physically being there helps so much so if you can during yeah. these times like, you might, like think you want to go to a big school but then you go to like a medium-sized school or a smaller school or like maybe you want to go to a small school and you go to a big school and like it changes your opinion you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so good to be open-minded and that's like 
really such a great point. And I think everyone should really take your advice. And it's true for Fairfield. I knew right away, as soon as I stepped on campus, it was like the weirdest thing. And I know it might be hard with COVID now, but apparently teams are, you know, doing FaceTime calls with potential recruits, you know, like hop on a call with a teammate and have her bring you into a classroom or I don't even know what they're allowed to do, you know, now, but it's always, it's, it's always going to work out and you'll figure it out. But that is a great piece of advice. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I know that my teammates that now at Louisville, they actually do that. Like, they get on FaceTime, and they walk around campus and, like, the classrooms, and they're, like, with the recruit and showing them everything. And we actually even made a recruiting video in the summer. That's it's, like, cool. it's kind of just, like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of took it to the funny side. I don't know. It might have come off as a little weird. I don't really know. <laughs> now every I want to see it. I want to see it, too. <laughs> every team is a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Though. Like, don't, yeah. don't ever – the, so- the soccer girl knows what she's getting into when she goes to a college team. <laughs> if, if, I got a, if I got to watch, like, a weird, funny video of the team, it would just make me want to go there more. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I belong with that, like, with that group. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that summer, actually, when we actually were allowed to come back – that was like our job. It was like, can you guys make a video for this? Can you guys make a video for this? How about for the tactics? Can you guys just make a culture video? Like, what? <laughs> That's you- awesome. Though. You guys played a huge role. You're playing a huge role in your your school's like future with future people coming in. I just feel like that shows how much you all believe in the program and how much you all really love going to the school. And I think recruits will see that like in that. So that's really cool. I feel like you're going to get a lot of uh, listeners who are going to be looking at Luba. I want to see the video now. I'm not even kidding. So you have to send (laughs) it to us. It It actually might be on YouTube. So I'll just send you the link. You got to send it to us. (laughs) I can't wait. <laughs> um so do you have any any goals for for 2021 for your first season for the for the team um I'm actually actually my agent asked me the same thing because we're like talking through like everything and she's like really helpful with like the process and more than just like the business side of it but like kind of like helping me get adjusted and what to expect um I'm actually working on them kind of like I'm in the in-between where like I want to survive like my first week, you know, but I'm not satisfied with just being here. Mm-hmm. I want to like, I want to get there and I want to thrive, but like, you know, like I'm giving myself a cushion like the first week or two, like I'm new here. I'm new to the league. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like, if I mess up, it's okay. And just kind of keep pushing through it. This is so important because you, like, it's just such an amazing mindset to have going in and being compassionate and and forgiving yourself and like you know like it's okay to make a mistake like how are you going to react to it that's what matters and that's what the coach wants to see but like going in and not setting such high expectations on yourself that usually cripple people is so smart and I think that's that's awesome yeah having those small term goals and then the long term bigger goals is is such a good way to go into it because it keeps you super present and super focused on what you're doing in the Mm -hmm. now and then sets you up you know for success in the future that's such a good way to go into it thank you yeah I just want to be real with myself because I know I'm gonna struggle like I'm not just gonna like show up and just like be amazing yeah it's not a cakewalk exactly (laughs) yeah love that one of our long-term goals is to come to one of your games (laughs) there you go Yeah, we we went down to um to Center College in Kentucky and we had so much fun. It was like such a great experience and everyone was so friendly and nice. So yeah. hopefully we can come down to Louisville. That'd be really cool. 
We oh. also played with the soccer team. Like that yeah, was a hilarious. That? <laughs> that was a hilarious trip. They were like, "Do you want to get up at six a.m. and and scrimmage?" And we were like, "Yeah." Like, yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome. Like, if you guys want to come down, my team, like, loves you. Did you guys, like, repost the video? I don't know if you remember, but they did, like, it was a TikTok, and it was, like, different people, like, on the beep test or running. Yeah, the fitness. Yes. 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 And you had, like, the false start, and you had the throwing up. Yes. Yes. We we shared the heck out of that. I know exactly. You guys have a very cool facility. Yeah. That video literally was, like, made me be like, well, I got to check the school. (laughs) That's what she's saying. Yeah. (laughs) Tell Tell them to send us any TikToks or any, like, fun stuff. We'll repost it. We love it. 100%. But, like, that's one thing that I love is, like, for every sport at Louisville, every facility and everything is, like, like, the best it can possibly be. Like, the gyms, like, the baseball field, the football field was, like, renovated. Like, the soccer field is, like, one of the best in the country. Like, it just – it looks like a pro soccer field, which is really nice. They've got to hire you in the recruiting department because, like, I'm ready to go back to college. (laughs) I just booked a flight. I'm coming down right now. (laughs) She's making commission off of these new enrollments. (laughs) And what's cool is you're going to be down the street, so you can still go down to that field and play, which is really nice. 100%. I'm actually training with them now until I leave, which is, like, it's so much. Yeah, that's so cool. That's awesome. All right, guys, should we end it with some not rap, not so rapid, rapid fire? Yes. Yes. All right. This won't, you don't, you can take your time answering. Okay. <laughs> um, what's your favorite pair of cleats? Uh, mercurials. Ooh. Do you have any superstitions? Um, like a game day superstition? I put, I put my socks on. And then I put my right cleat on and I tie it. Then I put my left cleat on. Then I tie it. And then I put my right shin guard in. Then I put my left shin guard in. So you don't have any superstitions. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What is your favorite pump up song? Um, get out of your mind. Oh, good song. (laughs) That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what is, uh, what's your favorite number? Like, have you always gotten your number? I've always been number 10. Nice. Nice. Are you going to get it when you're there? Do you know yet? I'm not sure. We'll see. All right. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we're (laughs) praying for you. Thank you. Actually, though, like, it matters. It matters. I said to my friend the other day, because, like, we were, like, talking through all that stuff in the contract. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm having a midlife crisis if I don't get this number. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But I think having a number We should make a video of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We really should. Like, and fighting over the, the numbers when they're <laughs> yeah. all. Anyway. Um, who's your favorite team to watch? I would say Barcelona. Nice. You have a favorite player? Ronaldinho, like, all time, probably. He made me fall in love with the game. But, like, I'd say I'm a Messi fan. Favorite pregame meal? Uh, noodles and company. Ooh. Wow. I haven't heard that answer before. <laughs> is that a, is that like a chain? Yeah, it's actually, they literally just serve like different types of noodles. I get the penne rosa and it's kind of just like, like Parmesan crusted chicken and like <sighs> marinara. So and it's like, I know, me too. <laughs> Wait, noodles and company. All right. That'll be when we get on our flight tomorrow. <laughs> <Louisville>. <laughs> All 
That sounds great. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you would give your younger self or gonna say. To, ah, to, to other like younger female athletes? I would say not to compare yourself to other people and their journeys because yours is like super different and you guys could end up at the same place just at different times. Yes. Amen. It's so true. Every single player that we've ever interviewed has had their own unique journey. Yeah. No one has had the same journey. And um, yeah, everyone needed to hear that. I think the biggest thing is like, the younger audience, like during the college recruiting process, like your teammate might commit before you, but like that shouldn't scare you, you know, Mm -hmm. like on my college team, we've had like people in my class have committed like freshman, sophomore, junior and senior year of high school. And we were all at the university of Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are players on the national team who didn't play soccer until halfway through high school. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, you just, you cannot compare your journey. Like you said, it's everyone gets there in their own way. So as long as you really want it that bad. Love yeah. It. My coach used to say comparison is a thief of joy. Yes. It's, one of my fa- it's one of my favorite quotes. I like that it a lot. very true. Well, I feel inspired. I feel like lighter <laughs> since this Me podcast. Too. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to be like <laughs> bouncing down the street. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking with us. This has been awesome. We hope you are doing this. Crush it at preseason. We are so rooting for you. We can't wait to to watch games and to see how it all goes down. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Sorry I'm a mess. I literally had just worked out. Have you you taken a look at all? (laughs) I have have blonde hair. Look at my hair right now. (laughs) Shannon, I have brown hair. (laughs) (laughs) This... (laughs) no we never this is this is who we are you know you can't take the soccer girl um, awesome thank you guys thanks for everything no problem thank you have a good um good rest of the day and good luck on monday you're gonna do amazing thank you guys i'll see you later